What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, sitting across from the man who loves Mondays. Oh yeah, but Monday night brewing but... hat. Chris Tootin. Chris, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I don't love Mondays, but yes, yeah. I will rep the hat. Also, I did call you Chris this time, so that's a plus. Um, remember, mm-hmm. you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness. Also, uh, you can contact us on our contact form on our website. If you want to say, hey, or maybe, uh, you know, tell us some beer we should try or just say, where the hell are you? Because, you know, maybe we're on a break or something. Who knows? That's true. You, um, know. you, you could just reach out and say that. Um, also, uh, check out our beer list, Chris, which is up to date. And we've been keeping it up to date with all the beers we've had on the show. Yes, we have been. Um, and it's been very helpful. Up it to has. This point, I will say. Yeah, because so. we've referenced a lot of things. Um, but you know, today, Chris, we have a great episode. We have a single beer, single and we, beer, and we, we don't really do single beers a lot of the time. It's not lacking though. That's for sure. No, it, it is not. But ironically enough, so this is a heavy hitters episode. Um, but ironically enough, it's not the only time we featured this brewery on a heavy Correct. hitters episode. So clearly we're getting to a trend where, um, they like to put out some, some heavy ones. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but this is a, this is a special brew. I picked it up in Colorado okay. back in June, I think, honestly, yeah, yeah. which has now been four months since we've, since we're recording this. And it's already been aged. Right? Yeah. It's already, <laughs> I, I, at the time I thought it was a super special brew that you could only get. I always try and like when I go to other States, especially those that like allow for, um, higher ABVs, I always mm-hmm, try and mm-hmm. find higher ABV beers just because you can. Um, so I thought I was getting something that was like kind of new and exclusive, um, but had I just done some simple like research on the company itself, um, I would have known that this maybe was not a brand new beer. So it's been yeah. aged a little bit, but yeah, it's okay because yeah. I've I've read some some good opinions about it. Definitely want to try it. Um, this is Dogfish Head. Yeah. Again, I'll let you. I'll this let is you. their twenty twentieth anniversary beer. This was a uh, higher math. Higher math. So this is a golden ale brewed with chocolate and sour cherry juice. Ooh. Yeah. So, which, so let's go and pop. You want to pop into it? Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's it's actually a, it's drink a twelve ounce bottle. Yeah, I was we'll gonna say we're which with a high gravity beer. Which hold on, let's see if it pops. Oh, okay. There's a little bit of pop there. Yeah. Um, with high gravity beers. Oh, I can smell it already. You never know what you're gonna get. Honestly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's not golden, that's no. for sure. Um yeah, I mean, you never know what you're going to get with some of these with some of these like higher ABV beers, but obviously the idea is that so stouts aren't the only thing that you literally are going to get high ABV. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we like to feature some of these. So, man, I'm getting some of the chocolate already yeah. right away. That's what's crazy. And, and definitely the sour cherry. Yeah, and too. definitely the sour cherry. So, this one um I found out after the fact, they actually released in 2015. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. we're actually celebrating their 25th anniversary in 2020. Yeah. But for some reason, the 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 display where I found this, like they had a bunch of them. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if part mm-hmm. of me thinks that Dogfish Head re-released this beer. Maybe. Honestly. Maybe they had like a store of uh, a bunch of them that they just yeah. redistribute. And honestly, like there's not a label on, or sorry, there's not a date listed on the bottle from no. what I remember seeing. And I looked kind of scoured it up and down yeah so i didn't see one so therefore i i, I don't know if this was like a release beer or what but either and, way it's and i will say for the most part dogfish head does not put their years no because um, when we had worldwide stout it's not very evident True. what um, True. year it is as well so we had uh, two variations when we did that one and mm-hmm. you're right it's only because you had spoken to the guy who sold you the bottle correct in tennessee i think you got yeah. in chattanooga 
Uh, no, actually, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'd gotten I got a version in Chattanooga. Yeah. That's true. Um, but you're right. You had spoken, and he had said he thought it was probably around 2018, mm-hmm. so it was probably a couple years old. So yeah. that's the only reason why we kind of knew that one. So um, let's talk aroma on this one yeah. first. It's well, I say let's talk head retention, but there's none. But yeah, I mean it which, is a five year plus well, beer, which right? we assume is five year. I was going to say that's going to make me think that it is part of that. Like it's an older beer. So mm-hmm. therefore you're right. This based on the head retention, I would assume that yes, this is not a re-released beer this year. Yep. That it's probably one of the original ones from 2015, 2015. So, yeah. Which it's a gold nail. So it might drink more like a barley wine now, by the way, yeah. which my, I might be swayed by that, by the, the aroma. <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely the, the sour cherry is very upfront. Um, it is very, very, uh, kind of soured. Um, it, it I don't know that the beer is going to taste that way. Um, obviously cause we haven't gotten to taste yet, but, uh, you it, like the smell almost makes it seem like it is a sour or a Berliner Weiss or like something that has, uh, you know, yeah. Britannomyces in it. Um, it's, it smells it's, very it's wild in yeah. essence. I don't smell a lot of like hop aroma. I don't get a lot of that. I don't kinda... get the chocolate either. Well, maybe maybe a little bit, but I get the chocolate as like a subtle note, almost as like a, I I agree that the sour cherry. The more I like dig my nose into it, which sounds really weird, but the dig. more I dig my nose into it, yes, I, it does. The sour cherry definitely does um come out a little bit. So I do get a lot of booze when I stick my nose into it, though. Too, um, you know, we oh, did mention this is to it. We <laughs> oh yeah, did in. we mention the ABV uh, on this one? We did not. It's seventeen percent. Okay. So this is. This is a bug above the above the Georgia Georgia limit. for sure. Um, Which I mean, hey, it's it's not nothing. Um, and one thing I'll point out is the fact that we learned recently yeah. that the bottle cap, yes, yes, kind of yes. signifies Dogfish Head. Actually, I never knew this, and to call me a beer novice, but I never knew that Dogfish Head actually utilized the neon green um, high gravity beer late, uh, cap as yep. like it's a specific indicator on beers that are above a certain percentage i don't know yeah. what that percentage is um 15 percent if i, I had yeah, to guess I would, I would say above 15 um and you sent an article you know a while yeah, ago that we had talked true. back and forth about um it, and it, it it was in response to a lot of people doing the old switcheroo in six packs um to maybe get a 17 percent you know into a regular six pack without them noticing when they go to check out which you're not um, wrong yeah when i was in colorado i mean it, you know, they don't have uh, like the same limitations when i was in chicago mm-hmm. recently same limitation they don't have the same limitations mm-hmm. so therefore you're right you see four packs of these beers being sold for 42 dollars, and so like it they are higher abv higher yeah. price beers yeah. so it's, it's and that y- is you know said. especially uh i've seen this a lot in wisconsin um where you know they have the mix six wall where you can go and build your own six pack and they have different variations of beers and you could easily walk over and grab a beer out of a six pack that's maybe 17 Mm percent or a four pack of 17 percent and slip it in there and get it for 9.99 um so you know this this is a really good distinguish um bottle cap for them to kind of uh show that it is high abv but again the salesperson has to know that that's the that's the the thing yeah i mean it's and looks like they started that in 2013 by the way mm-hmm. and because the which you're right i now remember sending you the article which by the way i might have been, been having a few brews that night i sent hey, you the article we all so because i don't remember it 100 percent, but you're right it, it resembles the indian brown ale mm-hmm. which is why the the beer itself worldwide stout looks a lot like indian brown ale when not with that cap so um 
yeah, it's it, it's it's good that they put it on there for sure. But yeah. now we know. So. Yeah, now we know. Knowledge is power, Chris. Did you dig in for a taste? I thing? haven't yet. Okay, I was saving because we were doing a lot of talking. So we now it's now the sour it's cherries time. coming through more and more. The more like the more I sip the sip, the more I smell the beer, the more the sour cherry definitely comes through. Woo! And it comes through on the taste too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm like a 50-50 cherry guy. I love cherry pie sometimes. Uh, other times I'm like cherry. Eh. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of like a hit or miss for me and maybe it's, maybe it's even time of year or, you know, a lot of different things when it, when it comes into play. Um, but this is definitely, uh, very cherry sour or very sour cherry, I should say. Um, yeah. it, it comes through a lot. Um, but you know what, to be honest, the chocolate comes through a lot it, too. It does. It it's, comes through a lot more than I thought it was going to. Cause especially aged, I feel like. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards this is not a re-release of this beer. This is the original yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, so we've had a chance to let it age, which I will say this. With any beer that's high ABV, you can let it age, and it technically is going to gain a lot of character. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've done the barley wines. We've we we've done some aged barley wines. What was that, 2008 was the oldest one we had? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, maybe even seven, 2007. Yeah, so we had some old ones, and... So sure, there's a limitation. I I do think that, especially in bottles, like yeah. this one's in, in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a limitation on cans potentially, but you also don't find many high, high, high ABV beers in cans because they don't, don't age as well. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that this one being five years old is probably aged about Where, right. Yeah. To be honest. I was going to say because um, yeah. the flavor, the the chocolate's there. I get the sour cherry more in like essence than mm-hmm. I do um, in in flavor. I get a little bit of cherry notes. I love cherry Garcia, by the way. Sure. Um, I I wasn't a hundred percent expecting that in this beer because sour cherry is a little bit of a different flavor. It is. Um, it's more of like a um, I feel like salted caramel always comes to mind, and I feel yeah. like we're gonna throw it out again in the future. But at the same time, <laughs> so, but same thing. Like literally, it's the. It's one of those flavors that literally has a slight like tanginess to it, yep. um, as the name suggests. But it all is also super sweet. It's actually big in the Russian community. Sour For cherry sure. um, with tea. Yep. Sour cherries used a lot, and so I actually have some sour cherries in the fridge now. Yeah, shockingly enough. But one, um, one of the things that uh, comes to mind um, with this is I'm a huge fan of chocolate covered cherries in the holiday season. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. But this this reminds me of bar cherries, maybe even bourbon soaked mm. cherries that were maybe turned into chocolate cherries well let's talk color for a uh, second yeah. because you you point out like the bourbon the bourbon um soaked cherries mm-hmm. and color is very dark yeah, it is because remember for a golden ale yeah by name alone i don't they don't say imperial golden Ale. Correct. they don't say you know because eventually what happens is i get it like the flavors caramelize and you add adjuncts or whatever you add flavors to beer like mm-hmm. it would change it but this one is is like amber. It's like a hazy amber color. Yeah. It's it's um it's very it's very very dark red. Um it, it it's almost to like what we had talked about uh a few weeks ago with the ESB. It's almost kind of in that realm of uh color as far as like the really dark end of the spectrum almost kind of getting into that brown color too and uh it, it's interesting to see especially when you put golden ale on the bottle. Yeah, it it's it, I don't know if this beer has evolved over the last five years or yeah. if it's how like I don't I don't know what it would have tasted like in the first six months after it sure. was made. Yeah. Like I don't know if potentially this beer has gotten sweeter and more boozy or mm-hmm. if it's gotten dark. I it, I definitely don't yeah, think it's gotten darker. I feel like this yeah. is probably what it was when it was originally made. Um 
but also so listed on their website which you've got pulled up yeah. right now actually so it does list it as a belgian style mm-hmm. beer it does it drinks like a belgian style beer it's very sweet like very sweet very very sweet um which means it's crazy to think that 17 percent, but it actually could have been higher abv for sure because i mean alcohol like alcohol or um yeast will eat back or will eat the sugars and beer and turn it into alcohol so therefore mm-hmm. i'm like i'm almost surprised that this did, this could have easily been more alcoholic beer than for it sure actually is it's just the type of yeast they yeah use. i mean it, it it has to be uh you have to add those extra sugars somewhere after the yeast has has died right otherwise the the yeast would have eaten all of that and it would have turned into alcohol um so some of that probably came um to the 17 percent, but i could see a lot of it being maybe added after the fact um, just so that, you know, the yeast had already, uh, went dormant mm-hmm. and then they added a lot of that sugar kind of syrup, you know, yeah. the, the, the cherry flavor and all that kind of stuff. Which happened. something people don't mention much. And I've been looking into this, um, and yeast. So when you go higher on the ABV, mm-hmm. you actually have to not only up the yeast amount you put into the beer itself for sure like yep. you have to almost use a double amount of yeast like yeast can really only comfortably handle most so beer much, yeast yeah. can only handle about eight percent eight to nine percent alcohol mm-hmm. if you go up from there you have to like double the amount of yeast you're using you have to du- like really like think like there's a science there sure and so with this one it's almost like but it's almost not like a du- like you don't say hey this is double the nine eight percent so we need to go double the yeast it's not yeah. like that you almost have to do the science to know that like we need to use this much extra yeast and therefore that much extra yeast is going to do this to the flavor and so that's probably why this style of beer a lot of belgian beers tend to be like really high like quadrupels like some of the classic ones are going to be very high in alcohol because of the fact that like those are yeast strains that are used to handling that much type of sugar so um i will point out one thing it does say on the website which i think um kind of nails it and we've we've talked a lot about the the flavor itself um, but it, it has forward notes of cherry, pineapple, uh, mm. uh, skewed fruit, and a late note of cocoa, um, uh, stewed fruit, sorry. Stewed. I was um, going to say skewed fruit. Yeah, I was, I was like, like huh? um, It has a lingering sweetness and a notable warmth of alcohol. And I think that last statement kind of rings pretty true. Uh, mm. it's, it does have like a nice kind of warmth to it um, that I I feel like uh, it, it kind of takes the edge off the alcohol. It's It's more... Um, it, it, it's more of a, it, it, it's not outstanding. Like the alcohol isn't, uh, present where I feel like it's overpowering anything. It's very, uh, in addition to it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice warmth to the rest of the flavors. It's definitely a nightcap beer. Yeah, I mean, this is for sure. <laughs> or a fire beer. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one that to be honest, it's meant to be shared. Like it's mm-hmm. when I bought this, I knew that at 17%, I was not going to drink this on my own. Like I, well, Good I luck knew, to you, sir. yeah, I was going to say, I knew, yeah, I knew it was going to be a podcast beer. Cause I mean, it was so unique and sure. I thought twice about it. Cause I'm like, it does seem like every high ABV beer we featured above that for what I call high ABV is above 14%. Mm-hmm. Um, is has been dogfish head there mm-hmm. are others making it throughout the country throughout the world like yep. there there are some good ones and i definitely want to feature them but this one was evil unique. twin as well yeah evil twins one who's mm-hmm. classically doing it in the united states i mean they're based out of most of their brews in north uh new york i should say are pretty high abv but dogfish head this style was just so unique i had to do it for sure yeah which so kyle yes it's a very special beer for us it is lay it on me we have a lot of a lot of cool things going on 
Um, Sorry, my my neighbor's dog was out, and there was also yeah. a cat in the mix too. Climate a climate offense, and it was it was yeah. kind of a weird thing going on, and I didn't know what was happening. So I was but you, was staring at. You it. know why? Like, That's on? because deep down. The dogs want to get in on the action that's they do. going on. They do. We're drinking good beer. Mm-hmm. By the way, don't but, don't don't feed your beer, your dogs too much beer because yeah, hops, hops are bad for dogs. Um, but but, but so, wait on me, Chris. Like, so what, what do we? A lot of milestones on this beer. So this beer is obviously a big milestone beer for Dogfish Head themselves. Yeah, twentieth anniversary. Twentieth anniversary beer, which is apparently five years ago. So yeah. now I imagine they released 25, the twenty fifth yeah. anniversary beer this year. Sure. And, hey, Dogfish Head, if you feel like reaching out to us and letting us know, give us that beer too. Yeah, we'd love um, to have it. This is actually our 200th beer. Our 200th unique beer. Unique beer on the show. Wow. 200th beer on the show. That uh, That's a huge milestone, Chris. That makes me just kind of question all of my life decisions right? of how many beers I've really well, had in the last two years. But hey. And and <laughs> and Kelly's here to acknowledge it as well, by the way. She's not actually on the show. She's not yeah. speaking today. But she is here to also acknowledge the fact that we're doing our 200th beer on the show. So that speaks a lot about the amount of beer yeah. we've drinking on the show in two years so yeah that it's either a, means we're lot. severely alcoholic or um so anyway well let's just let's just put it this way it's it's a really great milestone for us but it's more of a milestone for the craft beer industry that we can sure. actually have 200 different unique beers on the show and uh highlight them and talk about them and um and really talk about the craft of beer because it is it is such a craft and there's such a community mm-hmm. around it that i feel like this is a huge accomplishment, not only for us, but for our partners in the yeah. industry as well. So speak to it all the time, but obviously this mm-hmm. is the epitome of craft. It's like it's so I'm looking at it on untapped, which by the way is another milestone. Um I'm looking at it on untapped. On ironically enough, I, this beer doesn't get great reviews. Sure. But I'll go into that in a second. I sure. feel like just be purely, but hey, ironically enough, this is my one thousandth unique beer on untapped. Wow. That so I we're like. hitting two milestones. Two here. milestones and you know what, Chris? Episode. You know what that deserves? Yeah, we get a we get multiple we got a lot of claps. I feel like a lot of claps in the end of the season. But, I was about you know. to say because we're we're coming to a close close we on are. the season. Obviously, we only got a, another week or two. But um, but I agree. I feel like we're ending it in style. We're hitting some we milestones are. on the show. We're we're obviously hitting a lot of good episodes and the number of beers mm-hmm. we're drinking. And so yeah, so this one actually, I just like I said, it's going to be my one thousandth unique beer on Untapped. That's so, awesome. Um, I don't actually always check in the beers we do on the show. I'm going to start doing it more religiously in the future. Yeah. But um, I felt like this was a fitting beer so far. Um, price point on this one, if you must know. Sure. By the way, and then I'll go into untapped sure, on sure, this beer sure, specifically, sure. was $9.99. Okay. Because I feel like that needs to be said before we go into it's potentially... not even that bad. No, it's I not mean, even that for bad. For 17%. But. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, which I actually thought at the time, I was like, which I will still say, you know, rating aside mm-hmm. my point was i was like 9.99 i'm like that's man beer is a really good price here in colorado especially for like this this 20th anniversary higher math beer by dogfish head i'm like that's that's fantastic sure they might have been trying to get rid of a beer but it doesn't really matter hey maybe me. um so i'm looking in the fact that like a fellow podcast here in atlanta has actually rated this beer okay okay i did not realize this they rated it in 2015 nice um I'm I'm interested to see this. I'm gonna yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. give you well, you know, do you wanna do our ratings first? Let's do our ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I, I I one thing I will say, Chris, why don't you give a shout out for your untapped? Because I feel like a oh, lot of people sure. should uh should follow you because right? you a know, thousand beers. I, I will say this. Um 
I ran into some technical limitations with my untapped where I had to start over. So oh, my no. untapped is not as as in-depth as yours is. So I'd like to think that your untapped is the multi-goodness untapped as well as your own opinion. Right. So have, uh, you know, give a little shout out to yourself on untapped because um, um, I feel like people should maybe follow. So you. my handle is CL Tootin. CL Tootin. Okay. Um, and my my images is that of of Ted Ted for yeah the, the bear the bear in front of a urinal yeah with a beer in his hand sure so it's it's I, I tried to choose something that was very ironic and yeah, you know yeah. just super you you recognize me right away but yeah. anyway um I joined in 2014 Untapped's been the, the place to go I've yeah. gone through spurts of like where you, you rate beers and you don't time to time sure I've actually had way over a thousand beers for yeah. sure in my life like unique beers I've probably had closer if I had to guess like. 1300 to 1400 unique beers unfortunately i've only tapped a thousand of them yep at this point in time um but yeah super cool app i mean like i said definitely you need to re re we've talked a lot about having like a multi-goodness one yeah what i'm gonna start doing is just tapping starting next season i'm gonna literally go back and literally tap all of the beers we've had on the show to this point in time to see exactly where we stand on the unique beer yeah front um yeah, so follow yep. me, C.L. Tootin. C.L. Tootin on, on Untapped. Are we going to start doing that in the intro on the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, let's add it. Let's <laughs> add it because I think I think it's worthwhile. We give our Untapped rating um, in general. That's true. We talked about Untapped a lot. That so. is definitely a part um, of the show that we do on a normal basis now. So yeah. let's rate the let's, beer. Let's rate it, yeah. Let's um, go ahead. Um, you want to start? Go I'm, ahead and start. It's your thousand, start. thousandth beer. Let's have it. It is my thousandth beer. I, okay, so this beer is kind of... It's it's a barley wine. I they're not going to call it that. The only difference between this and a true barley wine is that barley wines are typically going to be a little bit more hop. Like they're it's essentially when you brew a barley wine, you brew a barley wine with more hop presence to begin with. Mm-hmm. And what happens is those hops over die time. off over time. Yeah. This one I don't think ever had a whole lot of hop presence. Sure. Like I think this was always meant to be drunk like a Belgian golden sure. ale. Sure. Um the only difference is that it should be imperial triple imperial because it's so yeah, high ABV. yeah um but the style itself is is very unique um chocolate and cherry especially sour cherry like you're gonna entice people to want to try this beer on the mm-hmm, get-go mm-hmm. um for me the beer itself is very good yeah. um i love trying abv beers once even if it is just once like this might be the only time i actually end up drinking this beer for sure um the price point was good but i think the price point was more related to this is five years old. Let's get five it out. years old. <laughs> let's get it out. If we, especially if we're the the place that I picked it up in Colorado. If they're just sitting on some, they obviously sure. want to try and just sell it at this point in time. And they're hey, ten dollars ten dollars for a bottle for a twelve ounce bottle of beer is good. You know mm-hmm. you don't sell a lot of six packs for that much. So mm-hmm. the flavor is good. The chocolate really comes through in my opinion. The sour cherry is there. The sour cherry has turned less to sour cherry and more of just like sweet cherry. And so yeah. it's gotten sweet over time. I, I, I feel I like we literally are drinking this at the latest possible time that you can drink it and it still be good. Sure. Um, so for that reason, it's going to get a good rating. In my opinion, um, I'm giving it a 4.25. Okay. Because the beer is super complex. It's a it's not a flavor profile that i'm not gonna say people wouldn't try because a lot of breweries are gonna do chocolate and cherry that's not that's nothing new yeah um but pushing the limits on the alcohol content is definitely new yeah um yeah so 4.25 because it's it's not going to be a beer that your your bridge drinker is going to try and try and get into like it's not it's it's just not yeah um for me you know there's there's a lot of things going on i think the chocolate and cherry works really well um, I think the the style kind of lends itself to adapt those flavors to it. 
Um, so the golden ale really accepts a lot of those uh, notes. Um, I feel like if this were a stout, it would be more boozy than this is um, just because it's not going to be accepting of a lot of those adjuncts at yeah. that time. Um, so I think the golden ale really brings in those flavors, um, you know, over five years sitting. Um, I think it's, I think it's mellowed out more than, than it probably had when it first released. Um, just because for me, the 17% isn't necessarily evident in the taste. It yeah. comes more off in the aroma. Um, and I think, uh, it, it, it definitely hides that 17% really well. Um, it's a very interesting flavor. If you love Belgium styles, Belgian styles, uh, this is, this is definitely going to be right up your alley. Um, it's not overly boozy. That's one no, thing yeah. I hadn't thought about. Like you're right. It's not overly boozy. Yeah. Um, and I think this is definitely, a, a back of the fridge, um, kind of celebratory, uh, occasion beer that you're going to pull out at certain, you know, certain things that you're, you're have, uh, you have friends over or you're celebrating something or, you know what, it's an anniversary or anything along those lines. Um, you know, this, this beer will lend itself really well to those occasions. Price point's great. Um, dogfish head, we talked about a lot uh, in the past. They do a really great job of having those high ABV beers without really like, having you commit a lot to those high yeah. ABV beers as well. well. So um, for me, I would say it's a four. Um, okay. I, I think we may have caught it maybe like, like you said, right at the tail end. Yeah. Um, I think if it was maybe a year earlier, I think it would have been probably a little bit more of that sour cherry. Um, but right now, it, yeah, it's definitely more. Of the I think cherry. you're doing this beer a disservice, but if you drink it too early. Um, for sure. So, which means we're drinking at the right time. So, um, I have, again, I mentioned it earlier, the, um, brew drink run podcast, which I don't believe is operating anymore, but they, yeah, they I've listened to, to some of their stuff, yeah, you know, in they, the past they were based out of Savannah, Georgia. They did sure. a good job. So it looks like the guys reviewed this one at one point in time. I don't know if they did it on the podcast itself or if sure. they just did a bottle share. They did not like this beer. Okay. Um, wow. They gave it very low ratings. Um, we've talked about it recently in terms of how people should treat untapped in terms of rating beers. Mm-hmm. Um, but the three guys on that show, they were rating as a 0. 0.75, wow. a 1.75, and a 1.5. Wow. Um, which all I'm going to say is that's nothing against them. They had some good comments about the beer itself. Um, is that? But they also drank it the early. year it came out, right? Early. Yeah. Super early. And so that's a lot to say. I feel like this... <clears throat> This beer, you have to at least let age a year before sure. you drink it. So, hey, any listeners that have this beer or know of this beer sitting at a local, you know, bottle local shop spot, up the yeah. street, like go pick it up, go drink it right now, because I do feel like it's actually sitting at its its prime. The one thing that I forgot to mention during my review is that the aroma, by the way, is probably what knocks the score down because sure. the aroma is just it does have some like oniony aromas to it. Like sure. it just has some really I'm trying to figure out like what the aroma is like off offsetting characters about it so good beer overall and the Um, the one thing i i will note as well with this being a 20th anniversary beer i think dogfish had maybe did it a little bit of a disservice because if it is a 20th anniversary beer a lot of people are going to celebrate with them to have this beer on the 20th year of anniversary so in 2015 so maybe you know have a style that wouldn't necessarily need to be aged because you're going to celebrate the 20th anniversary in the 20th anniversary and you make a good point like And you make a good point about anniversary beers, and it's worth a quick discussion, which is that sure. when it comes to anniversary beers, because obviously we, we've we obviously recorded it, anniversary celebrations for like yep. Monday night recently, and, and it's a lot of breweries are doing like um, 
stouts as their as imperial stouts, like mm-hmm. 13, 12% alcohol stouts mm-hmm. as their anniversary beers. And my problem with that is the fact that, yes, those beers are best aged. And yeah. so literally you're not able to drink it in the moment. You kind of have to age it before it gets really good. And so to your point, I feel like anniversary beers would be better just being something that's like crazy, you know, interesting flavors. Like don't yep. make it a 12% imperial style. Like make it like an eight, nine percent imperial blonde ale. Like yep. in this case, imperial blonde ale. Yeah. And the, with you do with some interesting flavors, like something unique about the year, 20th anniversary, like something unique about that, like growing season. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. something like that. I feel like is, is kind of intended. Um, but because to your point, you want to drink that beer in the year that it was like made. Yeah. You don't want to have to like age in another three years because like, cool. Like it's it was, I was right. celebrating the 20th anniversary three years ago. Well, that's yeah. my in that. That's a good point. It's like sitting there. It's like, yeah, this is the 20th anniversary beer for Dogfish Head. I don't want to celebrate their 20th anniversary in 2020. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, you want to so, celebrate in 2015. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yeah, good beer. Um, Very good beer. Again, I think we've we've made the point that Dogfish Head is making good beer. They're at least testing the limits. Yeah, um, we'll sure. definitely feature, and, and these heavy hitters episodes are awesome. We did the um, Lithuania episode recently, we did. which was also heavy. That yep. was a heavy hitters. We just didn't acknowledge it as For much sure. completely so. But um, but cheers to Dogfish Head. Yep. Higher yeah. math. Higher math. And hey, our 200th beer, our unique beer, by the way, yep. including including Moose's Fuzzy Brews. Yes. And including the your, home brews that I've and in. your home brew, yeah, yep, those are all unique brews as well. So I appreciate everyone who's put in the two hundred or put in beers for this uh, for this first two hundred. Not to mention your one thousandth. Oh yeah, thank you. Cheers, so, cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Multi Goodness. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness on our website, multigoodness.com, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast, or hey, even Facebook. As much as I hate it. Multi goodness. <laughs> um, we've had we've had the opportunity to try a really great, awesome um, 20th anniversary beer today mm-hmm. by Dogfish Head. But obviously, we have a lot of great things going on the website. You can keep up to date with all things that we're drinking. Multigoodness.com slash beer dash list. Yep. Also, we've got an, uh, a contact form. Please reach yep. out to us. Um, we're coming to the close of the season here real soon. Yeah. And we would love to hear from you while we're in our dark times. But um I say dark times like that's a bad thing, but we're going into hibernation. We're going into winter hibernation, but it's that time of year. So we would love to hear from you um, during that time. Let us know what things we maybe said wrong during the episode or, hey, just what things that you wish we had maybe expressed about. Like if you know if you have any opinions on this beer and you've tried it before and you want to let us know what you think about this beer, please let us know. Also, we're always looking for recommendations for next year. For sure. With that being said, Kyle, we've had a lot of beer on this show in the past. Any final thoughts? You know what? Sometimes a barley wine is really fine. Ooh. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.